Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. Fightful.com podcast, July 23rd. I am the managing editor of Fightful.com. You can uh, catch me Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays over at Fightful.com. Multiple podcasts, post-Raw, post-Smackdown. The List and your boy on Wednesdays. The Holy Smokes MMA podcast on Tuesdays. And last night I did a solo show recapping UFC Long Island. Go check that out if you wouldn't mind. Right now I'm joined by Anna Bauert. Award-winning actress, Anna Bauer. And shortly, I will be joined by my associate editor, Alex Palowski. Anna, how much are you all going to miss me uh, Tuesday evening? Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. I um, I cried a little. How long are you gone for? Just a week. Three days. Oh. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's. That's good. Maybe we shouldn't say award-winning actress anymore. I pretend I like you. We had Battleground tonight. There was some very, very good, and there was some straight (laughs) duty on this show. Um, Some of the worst matches I've seen on WWE pay-per-view, and – I had people that were like, you never gave that main event a chance. You can stop with that. Come on. Stop with that. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth the the trouble that I'm going to go to eventually. But. And we didn't find, we had no payoff of the fashion files yet. I feel like the payoff was we get more. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, you know. I was going to be upset, but but I'm not that upset. No, I'm I, not that look, upset. I'm actually really happy to have been trolled with the Ascension. Like That is the only time in my life I'm happy to have been trolled because I was joking earlier in the night when I was like, I bet it's the Ascension again. And well, we were saved, hopefully. But, but the thing is, like, the way that they said it made it seem like they were, like, coaxed into, into admitting it but didn't really do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that type of deal, like they were like, it was us. It was us all along. 
Yeah. Us. That's just probably their reaction to reading the script. Yeah, probably. All right, we'll go ahead and get into the show. We'll start with the pre-show. Alex will join us um, pretty soon. Of course, you guys, you can leave us a thumbs up. That stuff helps. Also, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Uh, I will return from Canada Saturday afternoon, and then that night, myself and Showdown Joe will be bringing you a UFC 214 post-show podcast, the biggest fight card of the year so far in the UFC. But uh, you all can check out my match ratings, show notes, analysis at 8 a.m., some of these matches did not get very high ratings. I do an out of 10, and I have a, have a guide there. Also, Joe Holbert will have his report card at noon. But on the pre-show, I will say that AJ Styles was given a really generic, like Vince McMahon-approved promo backstage, like, I love America, and we worked hard because we're Americans, and we earn stuff because of America. And Kevin Owens got this really good stoic promo it's to the point, especially with all these these America versus the world angles. I can see who Vince is specifically writing for verbatim and who he's not. Alex Pawlowski has joined us. Hello. <laughs> you seem weathered. Man, that show will take it out of you. Uh, oh, man. I've never been so just tired of being an American. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just so tired. So tired of it. Oh, oh God. You know this show needed... Play with that plutonium. It's fun over here. <laughs> this show needed a Sean Spicer run-in. Oh. <laughs> Something. Like, they, they need to hire him as a heel manager. Oh, he'd be great. He just lies for his client the whole time. <laughs> Who <laughs> just? I would watch Hall that. is the greatest WWE champion. Yes. Period. Period. Gonna be great. So um, Carmella also did pretty well at the pre-show table, but man, they they got to limit what kind of hooligans they let next to those sets because they really <laughs> disrupted the flow of this whole thing, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It's the Philly crowd. You got to expect they're going to be bad, but. Good Lord. Especially when you're bringing an Orton versus Jinder Mahal Punjabi oh, prison main event God. to their turf. Like, yeah, they just trolled them from the very beginning. And they were like, oh, you know those things that you think are going to be great? We're going to make those crap and make the crap extra crappy. Like, it was just, ooh. But no, those they were not in a good mood to begin with, the Philly fans. I thought they were going to start chucking batteries at her or something. They were. It was not good. Somebody says they hope they get triggered Alex tonight. You're probably getting triggered Anna, triggered Alex, triggered Sean. (laughs) There will be no ammunition left. All of the triggers will be pulled. All of the levers will be pulled. Strings, if I can find them, yanking them from the ceiling. They're gone. Is there anything on this pre-show that stood out to you, Anna, that we needed to mention outside of the, the, the match, of course? Um, I was going to bring it up for the U.S. Championship, but it was mentioned in the pre-show by AJ as the title is the work, Workhorse Belt. And this is a title that the workers want, and this is a title that means everything. Um, that's If Vince wrote that, that's pretty indicative. And also, why are you, if you're willing to admit it, then what the hell are you doing with the championship? Um, aside from that, Lola is insufferable and that's about it. 
You know, the funny thing is, based on the motivations of the wrestlers that we see on this show, the U.S. title is the most important title because mm-hmm. everybody either wants to defend it or completely shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the other thing that I noticed about the pre-show and all the setups before it was this overarching theme of not only, like, blind, like, just rabid patriotism, but um, the whole manhood thing about from baby faces, like even Sami Zayn is cutting where's your manhood promos on people. Like not Sammy too. Like the idea that the baby faces has to question the manhood of the heel, because all you can write are cowardly heels. It, uh, it just, it sapped all the energy out of me to begin with. And then we got the rest of the show. Mike Bennett hit me with the asking the question that was just asked to you thing. My strategy? You want to know what my strategy is? I remember when I used to take psychology, uh, I think one or two psychology classes, and I remember what was taught is if somebody re-asks the question or doesn't answer it right away, they're generally trying to cook up an excuse or something. I don't know if this is taught to them. I've got to find that out like because it has to be. It has to be systematic at this point. Aiden English defeated Ty Dillinger. This is not the best of spots, but I'm really glad to see these two guys getting a match on a show. Uh, I saw a lot of people that say, like, Dillinger's chant is all that's over, and you'll hear that with anybody. Jack Swagger, Daniel Bryan. There are a lot of guys who would kill to have a chant over. Like, they would love it. I like JBL putting over Aiden English's singing voice, calling him like Merle Haggard. That was a good one. Uh, Aiden English busted out that old finish that Seth Rollins used for a couple of weeks, that like front falling DDT. Then he hit uh, his finish, which was a full Nelson, flipped into like a basically a, a front flat, bump. Flatliner? Like it's kind, a full kind Nelson of. into a flatliner Some, almost? Somebody's used it before. I can't remember who. Uh, somebody will let us know in the chat. Also, a, note, a couple notes that I have. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the Spinebusters in WWE, this is just completely random. Nobody does like the 180-degree Arn Anderson. They go like three-quarters of that 180, and they stop. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just something I noticed. Also, I think Ty Dillinger is the only guy that the 10 punches works for. Like, that's it. Him and nobody else. Anna, what did you think of Aiden English getting a win here? It was different. Um and with a bunch of repeat matches, I was really happy for that. Uh, in response to the the 10 chant being the only thing for Dillinger, this could mean absolutely nothing at all and me just reading into it. But when Aiden English went to do the 10 chant, there was no response from the crowd. And normally, even if someone else takes someone's chant and uses it as a heel move to the crowd, the crowd would normally join in with them just because they like the chant. I don't know. I think this is Dillinger's superpower. Only he can activate it. Um, I really liked the match. It was a good way to start what was a very interesting show. I love the fact that Aiden English, while he does a headlock, he sings. I think that's just a perfect heel move. But if he really wants to get over as a heel, he just has to sing Andrew Lloyd Webber. And only a few people watching this will actually get that. 
But all you need to know is he is trash of music theater world. And I'll probably get in trouble for saying that, but it's fact. <clears throat> Nobody will know who it is for him to get heel heat, though. You'll he'll recognize get, the songs. Yeah, get a heel heat from Anna anyway. Um, I, I, I knew this was going to happen because WWE posted not one, but two videos, one from last night and one from today, of Ty Dillinger saying, you know, Philadelphia is the place where the 10 chant was born. So they love me here. And I'm going to go out there and, oh, no. Is this your hometown now? <laughs> Basically, it's the 10 chant's hometown. And so the 10 chant has to lose in their hometown. Um, <laughs> like, that's basically what I thought. And, okay, fine. The match was great and good for Aiden English. Getting a chance to put on a show. He's got a finisher that I think was super dope. Like, he never gets to use a finisher because he always loses. That's great. This is, this is like what we say, we've said about a few guys before. Like, we see some of their offense and we're like, oh, damn. Because we've yeah. never seen their offense before. Right. No, I, I like this. And I, I, I can appreciate Aiden English using moves that we don't see every day when he right. gets that opportunity. Yeah, I, I like this. I, I thought it was odd that they pl- they did it for the Battleground pre-show because uh, they haven't had a match against each other since the Backlash pre-show, which was two months ago. So eight weeks of doing other things. Uh, Aiden English had a, had a weird like online feud with Luke Harper where they were doing videos back and forth, and that never came of anything. So um, it's cool. These guys have something to do, you know. I, I want They're trying these, so hard. Yeah. I, I want these guys to have success and do well. So if this opens some eyes and allows these guys to be on TV more often, excellent. Anna, anything to add? I just feel so bad for them. <laughs> Where the hell is Okaba? Like, oh. Uh, we we may find that out soon. Hey guys, head over to fightful.com, go to our forums, let us know your favorite fightful podcast moment of our first year. Uh that is up in our forum right now. You all can talk about anything there. Wrestling, MMA, boxing, entertainment, all kinds of stuff over there. Uh and of course, our wide array of podcasts which you can check out at fightfulpods.com. We may be adding some more visual changes to make uh the fightful.com site run even smoother for you all. Before we get into the show, let's talk about the untimely passing of Daryl. Daryl Takahashi. Now, some of you have never watched New Japan Pro Wrestling, and for that, I am sorry. But Daryl Takahashi is no more. I don't peg either of you as New Japan people, but... At least I know who Daryl is. I mean, I... I Alex, Alex, perhaps share... One of your favorite Daryl Takahashi moments? Uh, my favorite moment is that um, when people found out that they were selling it on Amazon, the price went from a couple hundred bucks to $3,600 in like two days. Yeah. Because you it was in such for demand. 85. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think, it's, I think it's, it was really cute. It was a cool gimmick. You know what I mean? Like it was something that really absolutely works in Japan. I don't know if it would work in any United States uh, Federation, but um, but it, the, but Takahashi totally sold it. All those little videos that were it was great, and the ultimate heel move. I mean, really, he tore up a stuffed animal and a little kitty. Like it's great. It's perfect. It worked. 
I mean, R.I.P. Daryl, but he went out. Bad Luck Fale is a true son of a bitch in the wrestling world. Anna? I only watch the big stuff for New Japan. Not something that I'm proud of because I like to keep Anything Daryl Takahashi is on is the big stuff (laughs) for New Japan. Well, I went on... I went on Twitter, I think it was late yesterday evening, and that was my entire timeline. And my first thought was, what, did something happen on Walking Dead? And then I realized that it was wrong spelling. <laughs> and then I also realized the, the accounts that were tweeting it. I am beyond impressed that they got that over to that extent. Uh, if, if it were Walking Dead as opposed to it, New Japan, it wouldn't be somber. It would be anger and like this visceral rage <laughs> yeah. and That'd be fine, all that. Yeah. Yes, Daryl Takahashi is a stuffed cat. And yes, that is the thumbnail of our podcast uh, <laughs> on Fightful.com. And yes, the cat was insanely over. Now, I'll tell you something that was over with me. This Usos New Day match was one of the best tag team matches, best straight up two on two tag team matches I've seen in a long, long time, especially in WWE. Uh, here are some of my notes. Xavier Woods could have just worn his TNA gear and he would have been just fine for this show because it's Old the same consequences. Show. Creed, yeah, as, as a part of Team Pac Man. That's right. Back in the day. Uh, Xavier Woods took a nasty bump on the back of his head from that demolition decapitation move. Usos caught Kofi's trust fall and then hit him with a power bomb. It was so cool. There was a move I asked for the name for, didn't get a name for it. It was basically an inverted infrared from Xavier Woods where he did Amazing Red's old finish, but did it completely inverted and one of the Usos took a face bump. At no point in this match did the Usos feel out of control of it, which I thought was just phenomenal heel work. It is really good heel work to be able to give guys, your opponents, so much offense, but at no point really feel like the Usos didn't control it. And this is a match that I went into thinking New Day was going to win. Xavier got caught off the top rope with a super kick, Anna, <laughs> in which many are saying, and I, I would be inclined to agree, maybe better than the Shawn Michaels uh Shelton Benjamin one and shout outs to the WWE production team for the great camera work they did on that. Uh Anna, what'd you think about that spot? Oh, he, he they killed him. They absolutely killed him. Um I love that match. And Xavier Woods is incredible. I'm so happy that he's getting these spots, he's getting this exposure because he can deliver and then some. Um I wish the entire pay-per-view were this standard and this well thought out and executed. Um, but it was a great false way to start the show, I guess you could say. Um, and that counter by Woods, please someone tell us what it's called because I'm kind of it's in love with it. The awesome move. That's what uh, it's called. It was great. That is it was great. I, I have yeah. no idea what it's called. When I saw it, I was like – I, have, I was like, please show that again because I'm not sure what I just saw. Like, it didn't seem physically possible. And I mean, I don't. I, the way you described it, Sean, is exactly what it is. But if you haven't seen it, you've got to find a gif of it or a film of it or something. It's amazing. The whole match was outstanding, and this is the best Xavier and Kofi 
New Day tag match they've ever had. Um, and it might be Xavier's best tag match ever. It might be the New Day's best tag match ever, but I don't want to say that because Big E's so great when he's in the tag matches. But I can't imagine there being a better match than this. And, like, here's the thing. Props to Big E for, for being probably involved in all of this stuff and going, yeah, no, I'm out. You guys go and have fun. This is going to be excellent. And I'm going to play my part on the outside. He never even got involved. Like, that's true selflessness as a performer when you know that you could be in this thing that's going to be amazing. And nope, I'm going to stay outside. I'm going to be cool. Like he, like it looked, it looked great. Their post uh, show, their post match uh, fallout video. They're all the best of friends and doing really it's, it's back to the old new day. However, even the new day had to be dressed up in stars and stripes. <laughs> like it's not July 4th. It's July 23rd. I didn't I, like it was the, the pro American thing was so, odd like like it was america versus the world and that you have to stop by and show us all of the foreign um commentary teams um was basically like we're we know we're saying screw you everybody else that isn't america but here's these people who speak different languages like was that not weird anybody else i don't know i'm convinced tom phillips speaks a different language (laughs) because what he says ain't fucking english he called uh, a move where it was a backbreaker and Kofi hit like a flying double stomp. He called that the midnight hour, which is absolutely not the midnight hour. And if he would have called it anything else, it would have been, oh, we will talk more about that later because I bitch about it a lot, but I'm all up in my triggers about it tonight. New Day kick out of a superfly splash, end up getting a win with a rope walk elbow drop where Xavier goes like, Three quarters away across the ring. This was good. No gimmicks. Nothing. There are no ladders. There are no cages. There are no sticks of bamboo. There are no flags. There are no caskets. This was just a good tag team match. And they have the ability to do this with a lot of teams. Less so than they had a month and a half ago. Right. But they still have the ability to do it. If you give me stuff like this, I ain't going to be upset if you – I know a lot of people will be like, well, I'd never do that. If this had been the main event, I would have been <laughs> well, shitting have. straight up in the air with joy. Should, I would have been so be. happy yeah. because it, it was good. I, I'm okay with that. When, when TNA put the X Division title as the main event, I thought that was great. When WWE has put the women's title as a main event, I thought that was great. Matches like this can't handle it because it gets over – just a team that people thought was two teams that late last year or that last year people thought were really stale put on an awesome match. And what more can you ask out of these guys? Hey, if you, you give me this at SummerSlam, take my beautiful Canadian money and, and I will fan myself. It, it actually smells like maple syrup. I'm not making that up. It really does. Uh, guys, anything else to add to this? outstanding opening match for the pay-per-view just going off what you just said can you imagine the quality of pay-per-views if they determined order by getting the talent and getting the bookers to come to creative or to whoever and actually give them a full outline of what they want to do with their match and that will determine the order of matches that would lift game that would just 
but logic seems to not be available right now. No, this, this reminded me of when we saw, um, you know, uh, DIY versus Authors of Pain as a surprise uh, main event match. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got the tag match is going on last. Wow. Well, I mean, this was obviously not going on last because it's WWE and not NXT. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was interesting that they, I don't want to say intentionally, but they kept this as far away from the duty in the last hour as possible. <laughs> yes. So it wouldn't make the duty smell even worse by comparison. That's true. You know? That's true. Up next, we had Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Baron Corbin via DQ. A lot of people hate this. I didn't think it was that bad. I uh, I saw – actually, I saw a tweet from Justin Henry that said, can Baron Corbin cash in during Punjabi prison, remain outside the cage, and just say, hey, I'm outside. I win. <laughs> <laughs> like, why couldn't he? should have. <laughs> What's there to keep him from doing that? If it was James sure. Arlett, they would have let him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Corbin knows how to work a Nakamura WWE-style match. He knows how to strike. He knows the submission game. And and I, I thought this match was just fine. Uh, I had mentioned I was a, I'm was i a fan of Corbin using the old boss man spot where he runs around one corner, goes back in the ring, and clotheslines somebody. But if he does it every single match, it's going to become a Dean Ambrose rebound lariat for me. Corbin kicked Nakamura in the balls. Leaves, comes back, briefcase shot, end of days. Anna, why would Baron Corbin give a shit? Why would, why would Baron he? Corbin give a shit? Yeah, why well, would he? He's got the money in the brain briefcase. He's not making any extra money, apparently, to win this match. You missed it. You missed it, Sean. Um, ah, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, you gotta get the cadence was- right. It's, why would I give a shit? Why would I give a shit? I'll tell yeah. you why I would give a shit. That's that's you only said it, it you only said it once. You didn't follow it up with I'll tell you why. <laughs> like at some point, I gotta hear I gotta hear Renee Young going, yeah, dumbass. That's why I asked you the question. Um, I just don't feel invested enough for this to be an ongoing feud. That there, there isn't like they deliver good work. And of course they would, because they are great, but there hasn't really been – there hasn't been much to go off. Um, I'm more invested in Baron Corbin versus the refs at this point. I want to see him versus John Cohen at WrestleMania 34. Uh, it's it's kind of – I feel unfair to be thinking this, considering how amazing Nakamura is. But since going to the main roster, I just feel like he's become a wrestler for kids. Like, that's his whole thing. He does – good vibrations. He does those kind of moves that the kids love to watch, but he doesn't really bring, they're not letting him bring much else. And I'm just, I think maybe because they don't know what to do with him still or how to do this. It's just, I don't think that the dance partners that Nakamura has had now Ziggler's fine. I think Baron Corbin can be an okay one. I don't know that the ones that he's, he's had outside of, for for big matches has been really one that works with his style that well. I didn't think Bobby Roode was. I didn't even think Finn Balor was. Samoa Joe to a degree, but they didn't get to have the mat- kind of match that I, I really wanted them to be able to have. But just maybe Nakamura just ain't the guy that we saw in New Japan, and maybe there there's a reason for that, but yeah, it, it but- just – 
the thing about Nakamura is he really needed. Um, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of of invincible babyface. Is not is my least favorite archetype in wrestling, and that's what he was in NXT. And I I didn't like that. I thought Samoa Joe should have beaten him the first couple of times they wrestled, and then Nakamura overcomes it, you know, because Samoa Joe really was the kind of a monster that could make Shinsuke Nakamura an underdog, and they never they never went that route. Um, but I thought when they brought him up, they needed to give him the Finn Balor bring up uh, from NXT push, like bring him up in a in a place where you're going to have him, you know. Uh, wrestle in a, in a quick tournament to see who gets to be number one contender, and he shocks the world by beating AJ Styles and Kevin Owens or something. And you have him out there, and he's immediately inv- involved in something. Have him come out there and have Dolph Ziggler say mean things to him, and that's how his first feud, feud start. And then you know Baron Corbin's like you know punches him, and that's it. But Baron Corbin punches everybody, so it's really not that special. Like Nakamura is just he's he's lost. He's he's adrift, and we have he's, there's nowhere nothing for him to do, you know. Uh, I just feel like there's something more they could do with him, but they don't want to do anything with him because they're sticking with Jinder Mahal as the champion for a really long time, and there's nothing for him to do because he's. I mean, hell, put him put him in the damn AJ Styles and Kevin Owens feud, have, make him be a part of that. But this this thing with Baron Corbin and I like both guys, but together it's just. Make Baron Corbin put the damn briefcase on the line. There's no, there's no incentive for anybody, either of these guys, to win this match, except for you know bragging rights. And when you got a guy in the match, Baron Corbin, who doesn't give a shit, he doesn't. How, give a how shit. bad of a commissioner or a GM are Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan? Because repeatedly stuff like this happens without repercussion. Yeah. Right. Singh brothers, all that stuff. If Baron Corbin's like on Tuesday, why would I care? Give them a reason to care. Yeah. Okay. You do have to put your money in the bank briefcase on the line. Until you now, you're going to care. Every match you wrestle is for the briefcase. That's what they should do. Every time somebody gets the briefcase, that should be a rule. I, I think I think that's more of a something to do to a baby face, though. If you're a heel, sure, you could do that. Fine, then, but yeah. but I think it'd be great for Baron Corbin to actually want to wrestle. You know what I mean? Like, make him force him to do it. And if you get DQ'd, yeah. you also get stripped of it. Something, or at least in, in one match, one big thing. Um, the other thing I thought was funny is that now that Taker's gone, we need somebody to take up the dick-kicking mantle. <laughs> and Baron Corbin's as good as any, you know? he's Somebody said he reminds him yeah. of young biker Taker, and I was like, ah. <laughs> He's got a Harley <laughs> that starts out his theme music, but I wouldn't say that, that makes them the same thing. But hell, dude, Put this guy in a Harley. Let him ride down to the ring. Dude, let him do something and put this poor guy in a hair versus hair match and have him lose because he needs a new look because this is not working for him. This is not. Anna, uh, one of the fears with Nakamura is that either via his own volition or WWEs that he would be watered down, and it seems like we're seeing that now. Is that a thing that you think will change moving forward? Like, do you think if he faces an AJ Styles at SummerSlam or anybody, like he's going to step it up and we're going to see the same hard-hitting Nakamura? Well, given what we saw between him and AJ at Money in the Bank, there is definitely something there. And I think given left to both men to put a match together, there it will be gold. But that is not fixing the promos. It's not fixing his presentation. And I don't think 
creative know how to do that. Um, so I think it's we could start seeing better matches for him with better, you know, better dance partners. But there's still the other side of the coin. That's I don't know. I don't know how they're going to fix that. Natalia is the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, she will face Naomi at SummerSlam. I remember when Lana was like one of the most over people in the entire company a couple months ago. That that hasn't lasted. I always I see people saying Lana has even Marie's gimmick. I don't know no. in what universe she has that gimmick outside of the fact that she is an inexperienced female wrestler. They're 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 equating. All females who are "quote unquote" bad wrestlers are Eva Marie, and that's just stupid. That's Eva just Marie stupid. wishes she was as good in the ring as Lana. <laughs> I, I know because I, know. I I watched Lana here, and I didn't. I don't understand the hate. She did very well in her limited action. It didn't look bad. Didn't expose anybody else. Uh, Eva Marie wasn't dancing. Eva Marie avoided getting into altercations at all costs yeah. to the point to where she would lose her her top even. To not face somebody. Meanwhile, Lana is begging to get beat up by Naomi every week. Uh, Anna, what do you think of the Eva Marie Lana comparisons? I think they're kind of lazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're they're putting Emmalina into that as well, and we can mm-hmm. probably. I mean, you know, who knows what they would have done with Lana if. Yeah. yeah, if Emmalina actually worked. Um, but she is feeling a spot on the women's roster that is, you know, it's the Jessica rabbit. And so that's the, that's the comparison there. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, the, the, what she's doing is fine, but one, it is that, yeah. Alex. The one thing that, 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 that about Lana that's interesting is that uh, she doesn't back down from people in the ring as a heel. Who's I think is supposed to be a cowardly heel since she has a heater who like volunteered to be her heater or her, her bodyguard. But, but in the ring with Charlotte, she was not running away from Charlotte. Like she was kicking her in the head twice in the same move. Like it was like, she was going after people. So like, she's not, she's ill-prepared and not nearly as good as women, but she doesn't care. Like she's just going at him. And I think that's very different than, you know, most of these, you know, quote unquote heel wrestlers um, who are, you know, uh, no, please don't, don't touch me. Not in the face, not in the face. Uh, that's that's not that's not Lana, and that's why I'm interested to see where they go with this. And where they go with this might be somebody taking her aside and saying, "Hey, by the way, you're a heel, and heels don't want to fight, so <laughs> knock that stuff off." Because when she got in the ring with Charlotte, and was like, "Come on, come on, bring it." I was like, "That's that's not what I expected." I'm fine with it. I'm happy for it, but I don't think that's that's what they were thinking for this character. It makes more sense that she is the replacement Emmalina because, you know, Emmalina, Emma, is, she's, she's technically talented. She knows her shit. And I'm guessing this is what it would have been with her. So they've just done that with Lana, except without the actual technicality behind her, which makes for a very endearing character. And it's, it's interesting to watch. And it's interesting to see this whole Rock of Ages pimp storyline-esque thing going with Tamina and her. Um, uh, Tamina did a junior YOLO dive. Like it wasn't the big E YOLO dive. It was like, <laughs> like a happy meal version, but she tried. <laughs> she, <laughs> she got hung up on the ropes and then kind of like, 
uh, went through the rest of the way, kind of like that's <laughs> the way to the rope too. It was great. Oh, Tamina. Oh, man. Uh, next to like I looked at Lana and she looked like Alexa Bliss's size next to Tamina and Charlotte, and then I realized, man, this woman's like five foot six, five foot seven. She's just standing next to absolute giants here. Um, Tamina and Lana get submitted back-to-back by Becky. Becky gets pinned. The only note that I had after that is uh, when Natalia land or applied that triangle, Charlotte sold the struggle. I don't know if that was like a real struggle or if she was just playing it up for that powerbomb, but that looked awesome. Natalia gets the win. Alex, I know that you, you said you were happy for Natalia. You just don't care about her. I, th- I think a lot of people are in that boat. They've, they've tried really hard to keep all of these women relevant for really s- for several months, like with the, the multiple money in the bank matches and still this. But um, what do you think about all this? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Um, see, I, the thing is, I know, like, I know that she's a veteran, talented, technical wrestler. Maybe, maybe the best, quote unquote, wrestler among the women. And yet, I don't, I don't care. I mean, like, I don't. If she, if she left tomorrow and I never saw her again, I wouldn't miss her. Like. I don't know. There's nothing about her character that makes me go, oh, occasionally she'll do something stupid in one of the backstage things, and I'll be like, that's funny. Good for you, Natalia. You sold that well. But there's, I don't have any atta- like attachment to her to make me go, wow, I really want to see her again for, for the title at SummerSlam. That's just not a – her whole uh, program with, uh, with Charlotte that lasted months last year was the most boring, th- like, the most, like, I can't, I couldn't believe how boring all those matches were. And they, they brought in Bret Hart out of mothballs and had him be ringside with, with Ric Flair in a match, and nothing happened during that match either. It was just nothing. And they turned her heel, and that kind of fizzled. It was fun when she and Nikki Bella were throwing each other all over the merch stand. They've but, had her fart, talk about cats, and talk about her family, and that's it. It just doesn't work. And I mean, oh, all we're, we're going to get for the next month is just her doing promos about how much, how much of a heart she is, <laughs> and that's it. And then, and then she'll wrestle Naomi. She might win because they're they are sticking with the Charlotte thing. Watch the Fallout video of um, of Charlotte from tonight. She is forlorn at her loss. Like, I don't know what happened. I guess I hit my head pretty hard. I'm just going to have to get back to the drawing board and try and get better. That's not Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't do that. 
the baby face Charlotte they're writing for her, that's who that is. So I think they want to put the title on Natty and then give it to, to Charlotte Babyface and see where that goes. So, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not into any of this. I, I'm, I'm hoping Carmella comes in and swoops in and takes the, takes the belt from whoever wins at SummerSlam. Anna, hit me with your reaction to this five-way elimination match. Well... Natty's a heart, so um, look. I don't. As Alex was talking, this this thought came to mind, and I know how it could sound incredibly mean. And I don't want to because, I, from what I've seen of Natalia, and you know, I obviously don't know her, but she seems like a really nice person. But when I watch her do promos. Even in the ring sometimes, it reminds me of high school and seeing the popular girls attempt to do drama class because they think it's the fun, cute thing to show off and do, but that's as far as they're going to take it. There isn't actually any investment in what they're saying, in anything. They don't really care, but I don't think that's the case with her. I think she cares. She just hasn't she needs to take classes or she needs to do something because everything is just so on the surface. And that's why there is no investment from us because there is no reason to invest in her aside from her main promo being that she's a heart, which is, has taken on a life of itself. We don't really know what she's about. We don't, there's no reason for us to care or invest anything in her. Um, and it's, I guess they really want to keep going with the Charlotte Becky thing. It's going to be interesting seeing her against Naomi. I really like Naomi as face. I think she's, she's really come into her own with this title. Um, but they're both, there isn't a really strong force in the duo. So for a championship match, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, which makes me think they will bring Carmella in because she is the one with the strongest personality at this point. But we'll see. So that's our SummerSlam match as of right now. Natalia, Naomi. Interesting. I, I wonder where they'll go with that. It, I mean, we know SummerSlam is going to be a long show. We're probably looking at a four or five, a four hour pay-per-view and five hours, probably five and a half hours. They'll probably try to stretch that pre-show out. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming for it. August is a big month. Well, I, I'm very fortunate that UFC canceled whatever pay-per-view they were planning that month because of the McGregor-Mayweather deal. Alex, we may have to have your hands on deck for Mayweather-McGregor. We may have you dressed up like the old 80-year-old boxing analysts that they got to wheel out. Yeah. Like Larry Merchant. We're going to have you in a tie, like a bow tie. Pork where you don't really know what you're talking about, but we still put you there anyway. Yeah, exactly. I'll be wearing a plaid <laughs> suit and a really bad tie. I'll have a cigar and a, and a little hat yes. that has a press ticket in it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, somebody who does know what they're talking about is our boy Carlos Toro. Check out his uh, Fightful Boxing newsletter every Thursday. We also publish several stories from it, including the uh, previous weekend's results, recap, uh, Fightful Boxing rankings. David Tease also does Fightful MMA rankings. But that Fightful Boxing newsletter is something special. You guys really need to check out if you have uh, 
like a glimmer of interest in boxing, it is worth checking out. Also, next week while I'm gone in Canada, we got a lot of exclusives from War Machine. Uh, hopefully, Flip Gordon, if I get that interview done in time. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, lots of stuff. Uh, Jason Kincaid article is out uh, of Evolve. He uh, is a fantastic writer, so go check that out as well. Also, last week's list in your boy, if you missed it, we cover Brock Lesnar's UFC rumors, the reveal of Jason Jordan as Kurt Angle's son, Kevin Owens' not nudes leaked, and people kept asking me, Sean, what were you talking about? Those, those leaks, those WWE leaks, you pervs. They're dudes. If you got to <laughs> know so bad, it's a bunch of wiener picks. Enjoy. Hope you all got everything you wanted in life. We talk about Talking Smack being canceled, uh, and Vince Russo addresses heel SRS. Interesting. Also, Alex Riley talking glow. It's a good time. Also, a correction. Brock Lesnar has not entered the USADA testing pool as of yet, but he intends to do so. Uh, All that information was coming at me fast and furious, so I wanted to uh, hit you all with a correction there. But check out that story I have up uh, on Brock Lesnar. I have two of them. One, breaking down what the USADA testing pool means and a possible return. And one about how I think it's a negotiating ploy on his behalf. Up next, after this match, we had Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. And while this was pretty good, it's just... I don't think anything was going to top that tag match. That tag match just... It jumped over the bar, and then it removed the bar and took it home with it, in my opinion. Anna, uh, what did you feel about this match? Um, Well, I'd like to welcome back the return of wrestlers versus barricades, to be honest. Um, That made my night. I've missed it. Uh, It's a special moment. It was a good match. It was a continuation. Um, But this is actually a feud I'm happy to watch until SummerSlam and through it. Um. I get so – I want to gag every time I see someone do a splash and land on knees. And we had it with Charlotte's moonsault onto Natty's knees in the previous match, and we had it after the 450 splash, AJ onto Kevin Owens. There was some really cool stuff in this, but I like to bring up the fact that the ref's decision was made by Ryan Tran, who was involved in Refgate, Refgate in Madden Tournament, and he was the one that AJ Styles hurt his hand. Conspiracy? I think so. Just You're right. Just putting it out there. I knew it. I knew some some fuckery was afoot. I like this. That. Is one of those matches like on my notes tomorrow. You're not going to see a lot of notes because these two guys they like you've seen most of what they do what they have to offer, but they're just so really good at it. Uh, they do things like they modify their signature moves or they get some knees up like you mentioned, Anna, and they do it at such good times that you can buy it as a finish or you can buy it as something else. Even though stuff like that rarely, if ever, finishes, you just get the feeling that that will happen. Also a note that I had, AJ Styles' strength is like severely underrated, especially for a 40-year-old. Good God. That torture rack. Impressive. It's never not impressive. Yeah. Kevin Owens slinging AJ into the referee is one of my favorite ref bumps ever. The finish, 
a little unusual, kind of fell flat. Alex, what's up with this match? <clears throat> okay, so um, on paper, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens should be the feud of the millennium. Like, like these two guys are outstanding. Um, both been in business forever, can work with each other really, really well. They had a match uh, that basically led to uh, AJ's heel turn after he lost a couple of pay-per-view matches to um, to Roman Reigns. He had a match on Raw against, uh, or maybe it was SmackDown against uh, Kevin Owens that was excellent. And then he was like, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Next time we saw him, he was like punching John Cena in the face. So um, that match was better than either of the matches they've had on pay-per-view so far in this feud, because I'm sorry, I remember the ending, and the ending of the first one was clever, you know, like AJ gets his foot caught in the the hole where the monitor was in the table, and then he gets counted out. That was clever. This was um, not. I don't know what this was. Like, it was his shoulders not supposed to be knocked down? Then they they called for the the, the ref to explain his decision. We just it's just it's over. And I'm sure there's going to be, like, you know, skullduggery afoot. And, you know, somebody's going to say we're going to do a rematch of this. Um, I feel like these guys are holding back for the inevitable blow-off at SummerSlam, which is going to, like, tear the rails off the place. That's what I'm looking forward to. But so far, I'm like, maybe I have way too high expectations for these two guys. Because there were some great moments. But overall, the matches they've had at Backlash, I guess, Backlash, yeah. Or Money in the Bank. And here, I've been like... All right. Yeah. Backlash. Yeah, backlash. It was backlash. Um, it was it was fine, but I, but the ending was just bad. It's just a bad ending. Were Were you surprised to see Owens walk away with the title? Yes, I was. I, I thought they were going to keep this thing on AJ, but I think they're what they what this means is they're extending this feud all the way to SummerSlam, which is fine because I feel like the blow off at SummerSlam is going to be amazing, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um. I think it was interesting that that AJ won the title at a house show that many of us will never get to see any footage of, um, and won it clean. And the two times that Owens beat him, it was like you know, uh, Owens gets you because he can't win a real match. And I'm like, but he can. You can easily have fifty fifty booking with each guy like getting a clean victory. It doesn't make Owens not a heel if he wins because he's good. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to have that here because Styles gets his rematch, which right. he shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if if this were like a real situation, you'd be like, AJ held the title for a couple weeks. He doesn't deserve a rematch, but he's going to get his rematch. Yeah. No matter what, you don't have to have him lose. But I mean, I, mean I, don't, I don't have that much of a problem with it, but the ending did fall flat. Um, Not as flat as this flag match. Oh, God damn. I tweeted that I would rather drag my balls across glass on concrete than watch another flag match again. Well, this is a very good visual, visual of somebody dragging their balls, which was John It was Cena. a better visual than this match. It was know, attitude but, you probably get it in the next No, I'm talking about like if you want to uh, think of what somebody dragging their balls would look like, just think back to John Cena when he was crawling on his belly with the flag trying to get up the ramp. Yeah. Oh God, it's so hard to move. Oh, my balls. That, act- that acting experience. That acting experience. Oh man. Oh, okay. Anyway, yes. Go on, Sean. <laughs> Shit. I. You know what? I. I feel like I should have the three actors at Fightful.com 
film themselves reenacting that. <laughs> what tonight's Battle of Normandy? <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, I'm sure that Cena explained at some point that he had to get the flag up the ramp, but this whole thing's a farce, and I didn't really care. Rusev tried to hit a powerbomb on a flying Cena, but it looked real bad. And Tom Phillips was like, a powerbomb variation or something somewhat resembling a powerbomb of, oh! Tom Phillips was so bad all night. Um, And I just kept thinking there was this one great thing, not to go back too far, but in the AJ and uh, Kevin Owens match where he he called the the Ushi Garoshi, as we all know that's what it's called from Marlon Ronaldo, a fireman's carried neck breaker. Oh, and I just kept thinking of Mar Ronaldo sitting at the dark in the dark at his house, just watching it, going, "It's called an Oshi Garoshi, you little face fucker." Just like just being so bitter about everything because Tom Phillips doesn't know what the oh, hell moves man. are, and Mar Ronaldo got banished. NXT. Well, to be fair, I know that he was straight up told not to call the move the Oshi Garoshi. Of course, I've, that's true. He was flat out told not to call it that. <laughs> Uh, Cena really yanked Rusev's leg with like no regard applying that STF. Like he's like, remember when your leg was attached to your hip? Not anymore. <laughs> One of those. Uh, also Cena should never do a drop kick again. The best part of this match was on the ramp, which seemed like it took forever. This match did not need to be 21 minutes. Oh, God. Fall away slam for Rusev, but then he gets AA'd through a couple tables. This sucked. Anna. Mm-hmm. Worst match of the show, I yeah, thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to say on last week's SmackDown, but I wasn't on because of technical difficulties. These set, these Cena promos, we've only had like, two of them in the lead up to this match, but they have been the worst I've seen from him, from most people. Well, okay, no, that's not true. There's gender. But uh, from him in particular in a very long time. They are just... Like, he's trying his best, you can tell that, but the content is just... Uh, I felt insulted for Americans last week with some of the shit that he said. Um, and now the flag match in general, this is... I'd rather see 10,000 House of Horrors match, matches. Like, if we had a House of Horrors match at every single pay-per-view for the next 10 years, <laughs> I'd take that over this. Well, that at least, that at is least that's so bad that it's good type of stuff. Yeah, it's entertaining. This is just this was the intermission break. And about halfway through it, I tweeted justice for Rusev just because I was anticipating that's what it was going to have to be. Yeah, that was it. It was just so, so freaking corny. Like Rusev is just about to plant that flag and then John Cena snatches it up and takes it away and then slams it through the double tables. Fuck, I don't care. I don't care. And like, Rusev, anything less than, like, this man came into the arena in a freaking tank. And now he's doing this. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he Hashtag did. justice for Rusev. This is, this is bad. This is bad. Um, Alex, have you talked about this yet? Because it was bad. I haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Um, so my whole thing is, is this is one of those, you know, like in ladder matches, how everybody's running around doing stuff, and then it's time to climb the ladder. It's just really, really hard to climb a ladder. Well, imagine that, but instead of a 15-foot <laughs> ladder, it's a 40-foot ramp. It's got a, like a slight slope on it, but not really. 
Um, and it's really, really hard to walk uphill. Like, just really hard, especially while carrying a really John heavy John Cena, the underdog, can barely make it up the ramp. <laughs> he was stumbling. <laughs> he was doing the one-two stumble. Uh, uh, I the can't. doctors told him he was going to have to learn how to walk again, but he didn't listen. <laughs> he so, said, forget physical therapy. There's that. Now, here's the deal. Here's what, here's what I immediately would do. Because it would be so jarring to your opponent. I would run up and grab my opponent's flag. And he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd grab it and I'd throw it into the audience. Go get it. Yeah. Then I'd go get my flag and just run up the ramp. It's over in less than a minute. This is one of these matches where, where you have to buy in so much to this position of disbelief. Why aren't these guys moving faster? They haven't been dealt that much damage yet. How, why, how is it so hard to climb? Like, just put a damn flag in a thing. Like, what are the podiums there for? Oh, right, to AA somebody off of. Rusev, those tables aren't going to help you. Why do you stop using the – what are the tables there for? Buddy, get your flag. You Ah, it was so bad. Uh, but the worst part of it was when they, when they had Rusev get put in John Cena's lazy-ass, terrible-ass, <laughs> janky-ass STF – I know, you know he yanked the leg, but like just resting your, your, your hands near his chin is nothing, and obviously he's not pulling on it. And they had Rusev tap out to it just because that'll show those dirty Bulgarians. Like, you know what? He's not a real man because a real man wouldn't tap out to it. It was just so bad. And it was 21 minutes of awful, awful. And it, there's no way. This thing had to, like, Sammy Zayn had to follow this thing. Good luck, Sammy. And then they had another extremely long match nobody wanted to see. Nobody actually could see because the way it was built, the Punjabi prison match, to follow this thing. The whole <laughs> last hour was just trek. Like, why well, would you If Polly had interrupted this match, maybe I would have bought it more. <laughs> Orton didn't seem happy about that uh, main event, by the way. We'll talk about that in a bit. Fashion Files, the Ascension show up, and they're like, oh, hey, uh, it was us. But as I told Anna, they did it in a manner where, like, they were told to to do it. Like, yeah, it was totally us. Yeah, we did it because we felt like it. <laughs> it was us. And Tyler Breeze is like, well, that's – that kind of sucks. <laughs> that's all, a series fi- all series finales are a letdown anyway, I guess. But that was great. All this writing is so spot on. I love Who are we getting here? Price. Harper and Rowan? When the lights went out, I thought immediately it's got to be Harper and Rowan. That's their motif. They turn the lights out on people. Like, that's what the Wyatt family does. Even the Wyatts aren't here. Like, you know, they've been gone long enough. We haven't seen hide or hair of, the, of, these, of these guys forever. So in the time that they've been gone, they could have made up. I know they were fighting before. But just anything to get those two guys back together – and in a few with Brizongo, are you kidding me? How many fashion tickets are they giving the Wyatts? It's going to be excellent. This could be so great. Um, and I'm all here for it. Of them abducting Mulder Fandango and Scully Breeze and then holding them someplace. This is going to be so good. I can't wait for Tuesday. Anna, any, any thoughts on fashion files and who it might be? Well, to quote the fashion X-Files, I want to believe. And I really do want to believe that it's Harper and Rowan. Look, they were in a cult together. Like, that's a bond that you can't really break that easily. No. So, so I hear, anyway. 
Um, I'm just really happy that's not the end of it because these are these guys are one of some of the best things on the show right now. Both shows, I would say. These guys can go on forever. Uh, uh, they're the best. They're the best thing on either show, really. Like they're so damn talented, and uh, I mean, not with Braun Strowman, notwithstanding, but like as far as like, if you just want to say comedy, like this is it. Like this is the best it's been in forever. Um, I, I, a little note. Uh, I don't know if anybody else saw this on their bulletin board, their X Files bulletin board. There was a picture of the Godfather, and underneath it said the Ghost Train. Oh, Jesus. Like, this is so great. I laughed, I laughed my ass off. <laughs> Zane and Mike Kinnells were put in a rough spot. Sammy Zane was put in a rough spot. I'll say that. He can't make me care about Mike Kinellis. Mike Kinellis ain't that great in the ring. This not only makes me – I don't care about Mike Kinellis. It makes me despise Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon as characters. Because why is Maria allowed to be in the ring all the time without repercussion? Who did SmackDown get for Jason Jordan? Why are the Sings allowed to do this all the time? Why is Baron Corbin allowed to boot people in the ball bag just for for fun? Why does this stuff happen? I don't know. Uh, Sami Zayn's really good. It's just an uphill battle to make me care about Mike Bennett. I do not buy that someone is their lovey-dovey character 24-7. Just like... Duke the Dumpster Drossy back in the day. I'm like, bro, be a professional. Leave the fucking trash can at home. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're in a wrestling match. Um, so what? We're getting a third. We're getting a rubber match that we don't care about. Anna, what? What is this? Look, they drank the Kool Aid. So you know, following on with the cult mentality, this is their reality. What I don't get is. This is the second match that they've had and the second match that Maria has jumped in the corner to stop an exploiter from happening and she was not eliminated. She was not taken out from ringside. Yeah, love makes people stupid, but that's stupid? Anyway, I I will close with the power of love gives love a bad name, but I guess it's only logic. Since love is a battlefield. Thank you and good night. (laughs) Um... Uh, uh, they were on this stupid little um, pre-show thing. I don't know if you guys talked about that, the social media lounge, and somebody asked them a question, like, how can I find love? And they were just <laughs> like, you can't. Ha-ha. I know our gimmick is we're here to help you find love, and the answer is you can't. It's because writing. Uh, <laughs> it's just so, so, so bad. I, I hate these people so much. Uh, I don't know why they've made Sammy be the enemy of love. Like, that's what they've done to, to Sammy as a babyface on SmackDown. Like, isn't it weird? Like, we all wanted Sammy to leave Raw and go to SmackDown where he would be used <laughs> properly. And this is this is what we got when he got to SmackDown. Uh, I want nothing this more than for, for Sammy this to go Vince back to Raw. punishing us. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's no. super bad. Vince punishing us would be giving us a 100-day feud between two guys that we don't give a shit about because of India. Canada, technically. Ah, Stop it. Come on, stop it. Go Canada. Stop it now. I do think that showing the Indian announce team during Mahal's entrance was was a cool move. That was fine. I also wish they would do the you get one opportunity to make it through the door thing, a rule in regular cage matches, or get rid of the door altogether. (laughs) 
Um, I really hope they sell a lot of these toys because this match sucked. Um, the the couple of cool spots that I like, well, outside of the table spot, were ruined by Tom Phillips going, "Oh, and wow!" If I was if I was looking at this screen as opposed to the TV screen, I'd have no clue what's going on. No clue what's going on. And I know it's a Vince McMahon thing, but there's a reason why that doesn't happen in other sports. Occasionally in the UFC it does, and that's a thing that like Joe Rogan is ridiculed for, for screaming, ah, when somebody gets hit. It's stupid. It's annoying. Do your job. Maybe that, that is his job, so what, what am I saying? Uh, Orton suplexed Mahal into the bamboo. Randy Orton responded to a tweet from Sean Waltman that said, I wish the Punjabi prison made more noise when someone hit it. And he said, agreed. And then, and this is since the match. This is tonight. And Christian tweeted tonight and said, or actually, yeah, it was uh, tonight, and said, I wonder if these still fit. And it was a picture of his boots. And Randy Orton says, for fuck's sake, I hope so. One more match. (laughs) So he doesn't seem particularly (laughs) thrilled with tonight's events. Um, This is what we get when WWE tries to make the title or use the title to make us care about people that we don't as opposed to the other way. We get this three-month feud that a lot of people were like, oh, but give it a chance. It's new. No, it doesn't work. It's it's not good. But India. <laughs> Man. Man, we're going to have to say that this is this is just not the right move. It's just not okay. I will say this, Orton versus Mahal, worst feud of the year on SmackDown, but Orton versus the Singh brothers is the best because he killed peer, poor uh, Samir Singh through that table. Alex, those guys. Yeah, those guys, um, I hope they're getting hazard pay, mm-hmm. particularly that one guy, because I think he's, I think he's been declared legally dead three times in these in these damn matches. Um, I don't know what's the next thing. Like, how much shorter is that that he jumped off of than the hell in the cell? Like, a few, it's 10 feet or so shorter. It, it was a good distance. It was a good but distance. It, it was a long way to fall, like, straight onto that damn yeah. table. Um, this is what, here's the thing. What I loved was they showed the small guy just get through the little square and get outside. <laughs> I was like, if he had been a legal participant, would he have won? Like, yeah. that's the greatest thing ever. This is what I tweeted a while ago, that I want Braun Strowman to somehow find his way into a Punjabi prison match. So he can rip it apart. Rig the bars, we can rip the bars open and just step out and win. That'd that would amazing. be the greatest ever, and then you couldn't have any more because the structure was torn up. He was torn up. He tore it yeah, apart. He can't do it anymore. Too bad. Um, uh, so, so, a couple of things before this match started. One... They had a, a an interview with Jinder before, it, with the Pun, with the Indian commentators entirely in Punjab, and I found out that that uh, Punjabi prison match in Punjab is Punjabi prison match because every one of those things where they said all the other things in different language, but when they got to that part, they just said it. The other one was before this match, they showed him working out backstage with like one of those rubber band things, just pulling it like this, and it yeah. it was like pinkish, so it looked like fruit by the foot. And it was, and the first thing that came into my head was, in India, fruit by the foot exercise you because if you're just 
if you're just foreign, aren't you just this stupid comedy character that we've built for you? And that's all it is in WWE. And I, I hate that this guy is foreign and he's supposed to be from India. So of course he knows a guy and that guy's really big and he used to work here. So we're going to bring him in. And I hate that because he's from India, his cage that he works with is made out of bamboo. You know, like everything in India is made out of bamboo still because they're all savages over there is the implication. And I hate that. And I'm not on the post-Smackdown show, so I don't get to say any of this stuff during those pre- terrible promos. <laughs> but this is all ridiculous. The whole thing. Like, everything was, was bad about this, not the least of which was all the photos taken of people who were sitting at ringside and were tweeted out during the match where it was just like this. That was all they could see was this. <laughs> like like $700 for a seat at ringside, and that's what you get. Um, it, it's a terrible match and should never be done again. This should be the last one they ever do. Well, the great Khali was back, and I got to say, I was impressed that at age 44, he could climb that cage at all. Anna, did this save the match for you? No, no, it did not. Look, no one wins in a Punjabi prison match, especially the viewers. We knew that going into this. We knew that when you fake announced it, like it was going to be (laughs) what it was. I'm looking forward to, you know, having some equality and getting an Australian goon bag on a pole match. I think I got to say, I wish that were me trolling you. I wish that this were all a bad podcast dream and this had (laughs) never happened. But it's at the point now. Sorry. Um, It's at the point now where you say stuff like that and you make like you made that announcement and it's just that. It's crazy enough that it's like, no, of course they're doing this. Of course they are. Like, I had the inclination to go online and check, double check if you were trolling us. But then part of me was like, no, <laughs> it makes complete sense that this is what they'll do. And they did it. Like, if, if, yes. they, if they announced tomorrow on Raw that Seth Rollins uh, was, was going to take on Bray Wyatt in a kennel from hell match, you'd believe it. Because they're going to take all the terrible things they used to do one time when it was terrible, and they're going to do that again. Um, the thing about Great Carly coming out was really funny was that he came out at the end. And you got to think he was back there the whole time. But he walks really slow. So he started walking from the locker room where the match started and finally got down there. Or his flight landed, like, during the God, match. And the, and the Uber if if he would have came out from under the ring like the Sings... <laughs> it would have gotten a 10 out of 10 for me <laughs> I, just, I have to call out though Tom Phillips had a call Mahal using his ability to, cri- to climb the structure his ability meaning his legs yeah, he's using his ability to climb because nobody else has that ability just he's, he's got he's got plus he's three in legs so that's his ability <laughs> An oh, absolute okay. trash fire was this show. Um, Punjabi prison, bad. Flag match, bad. I thought the women's match was was decent. I thought that the tag match was unbelievably good. The U.S. title match was pretty good. Wasn't unbelievably good like it could have been. But you guys can see more of Alex tomorrow night on the Post Raw podcast. And this week, 
on the post SmackDown podcast, Alex. Yes, I will be hosting in your stead as you travel to the Great White North and uh, <laughs> to visit Toronto. As uh, I'm, I'm pumped, I think I'm going to do. I'm going to hopefully try to do some vlogs on that and maybe release them through the week. Maybe. Um, Anna, you will also be joining Alex on Tuesday's show. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Good luck with that. Not not because of Alex, because of <laughs> whatever fallout happens from duty. Guys, we have like a month until SummerSlam. What the hell are they going to do with all this crap they left us on, on the table with today? Like, I guess we're going to clean that up, and then after we clean that up, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do next. Like, oh, boy. They're very good at creating shit and then throwing it to make a nice, pretty picture. So it'll be entertaining, at least, I think, maybe. Guys, we are out. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Leave us the thumbs up. R.I.P. Daryl. Also, uh, keep my hometown in your thoughts. We had some major flooding out here, pretty nasty stuff. I We don't think there are any casualties as of yet, but pretty nasty. But uh, – Wanted to thank all of you all for joining me, and I hope I know I'm going to see some of you in Toronto this week. Like we have a ton of people from Ontario that that follow Fightful.com. So thank you guys so much. Until next time, follow us at Fightful Online, cross platform, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Until next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.